Today is Wednesday, April 6th. The title for our devotional is The Image of God. Yesterday, we began our brief exploration of humanity in the creation account of Genesis 1. We saw that all of humanity was given the charge to represent God in creation and called to rule it and subdue it. This idea is expressed in another way in the text as well. Only humans are said to be created in the image of God. Genesis 1, 26 to 28, let's read it again and emphasize or note how many times the word image and likeness appears. And God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. The text here never really says what the image of God is exactly. So it would be a fool's errand to chase that trail. The function of the image, however, is stated clearly in verse 26. It is so that they may rule over the fish birds in the sky, the livestock, the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. It gives humans the special place in creation to rule over it. The image is also the basis for human dignity. In Genesis 9, 6, says, Whoever sheds human blood, by humans shall their blood be shed. For in the image of God has God made mankind. Here in Genesis chapter 9, uh, verse 6, it is laying out the basis for why murder is wrong. For why humans are to be treated separate and differently than the rest of the creation and the animals. Because humans are created in the image of God. Only humans are given that status in the creation narrative. And all humans are given that status in the creation narrative. Not some special form or group of humans, but all. In the ancient world, kings would often construct images of themselves and images of their deities. The Hebrew people were explicitly told not to do that in the second of the Ten Commandments. Commentators have often recognized the fact that humans are the image bearers of the one true God, just like those images were of gods. So no other images are needed for the Hebrew people. Egyptian kings would also set up massive images of themselves. Remember, the book of Genesis was written by Moses, who was well-versed in Egyptian mythology, since he was raised in Pharaoh's house. The Hebrew people were certainly familiar with these images as well. They likely helped build them when they were in slavery in Egypt. So this teaching that all humans were created in the image of God is a strong polemic against the Egyptian mythology that they were familiar with, that only the kings were created in the image of gods. This teaching certainly would have revolutionized the self-concept of the formerly enslaved people of Israel. Just put yourself in their place for a moment and try to imagine what it would be like to be reading this for the first time as Moses' original audience. Imagine living your entire life viewing yourself as an expendable commodity. Imagine watching your friends, neighbors, family even, being killed by the order of the Pharaoh or simply at the whim of a guard. Imagine watching all the babies among your people being killed. This is the self-concept of the first readers the text had. They... Then they read that they were the representatives of God, that they were all created in the image of God. They all, former slaves, not just Pharaoh, bear the image of God. They've been called by God to rule and steward creation as 
viceroys of God. Imagine the lift in one's self-concept that this idea would bring. This biblical teaching of the image of God being on all people has had profound impact on our Western world. This is why we spare no expense to save a human life. This is why we grieve the loss of soldiers even in battle. They are not expendable commodities, but humans with dignity. This is why we care for the disabled. This is why we ought to value the lives of the unborn and the elderly. Humans are not just to be valued for their productivity or the, what they bring and produce in society, but simply by nature of being human. For additional content, I've linked you to the Bible Project video on the image of God. I encourage you to check that out. Today, I'd invite you to reflect on the dignity of all people. As C.S. Lewis has said, you have never met an ordinary person. How do you treat people? Even the people who have little social power or status to speak of. Are you kind and compassionate to all people? Do you notice them? Today, try to show dignity to someone that you come into contact with, who is usually overlooked. Take interest in their life. Be present with them. Give them dignity. Also reflect on your own dignity. God has created you in his image. You have been given a privileged status in the order of creation. You have been appointed great dignity and value.